Yes, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. I'm your host, Jared Dawkins. Welcome to a Baltimore Ravens edition of the show today. Obviously, we're going to be previewing tomorrow's big AFC quote-unquote playoff picture game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. We all know as Ravens fans, the Tennessee Titans were the were the team that came into Baltimore back in January and knocked the 14-2 and Baltimore Ravens out of the AFC playoff picture and out of the playoffs in general with Derrick Henry just running all over the Baltimore Ravens for 195 yards rushing and even throwing a touchdown pass. But with this game... I believe it's going to be different. Obviously, with Jadavion Clowney not playing in this game, and also on the offensive on the offensive line for Tennessee, them not having Taylor Lewan, him being out for the season with a torn ACL, and then them and then them also, and then Tennessee also not having left guard Roger Staffold in this game as well. I believe that'll be a huge advantage for the Baltimore Ravens. But let me start off with this. Speaking of the Tennessee Titans. Bottom line is this, and I really mean this as a Ravens fan. These next two games for my Baltimore Ravens will truly determine where the Ravens' season goes after next Thursday night or Thanksgiving in Pittsburgh. The Baltimore Ravens have no choice but to win both of these games. They cannot lose one and then win the other. They have to win both of them. And I say they have to win both of them for two reasons. Number one, they have to win both of these games to keep to keep to keep up pace with the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers to at least try to fight back and win and at least try to win the AFC North. And number two, with Tennessee, the Ravens have to beat Tennessee to semi-put the nail in their coffin and finish them off because I, I honestly believe the winner of this game between the Ravens and the Titans will, will ultimately make the playoffs. And this, this game is more dire for Baltimore than it is for Tennessee. Tennessee, in my opinion, Tennessee still has some division games left that they'll be able to make up if they don't win this game tomorrow against my Ravens. But, my, but the Baltimore Ravens don't have that same luxury right now. Yes, we still have some division games left to try to make up to make the playoffs eventually down the line. But... With Pittsburgh being in the position that they're in at 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 ten and zero, the Ravens have no margin for error at this point. So the Ravens, these next two games for Baltimore, will determine whether or not they make the playoffs. Like period, the Ravens have to come out and they have to play physical style football and they have to stick with their game plan. Bottom line, it's just that simple. If the Ravens get away from their game plan, the Ravens will not win this game. The Ravens will the Ra- if the Ravens if the Ravens get away from their game plan, what happened in January is going to happen to what happened in January is going to happen tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock. It's just that simple. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys why I believe these next two games with the Steelers and the Titans will determine whether will determine Matthew Judon's future in Baltimore. And also I'm gonna explain to you guys why I believe against Tennessee, this probably is the game that Hollywood will have his one will have his will have his breakout game of the year. That's coming up. Stay tuned.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I want to talk about Matthew Judon for a second. Um, and before I get started on talking about Matthew Judon, Judon, uh, Judon, I just want to be very, very clear. This is not me bragging on Matthew Judon. This will not be me, you know, crapping on Matthew Judon or anything of that nature. This will just be me stating facts about Matthew Judon. Bottom line is this with him. These next two games with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh and with Tennessee tomorrow will determine Matthew Judon's future here in Baltimore. And I say that for this reason. Matthew Judon in 10 games so far this season has three sacks. Okay? And I honestly believe this. I really truthfully believe this. There's a reason why the Ravens put the franchise tag on Matthew Judon and they have not given him a contract extension yet. One of the reasons, and one of probably the main reasons why they have not done that, is because them is because the Ravens, at this point, they were they were fifty fifty with Matthew Judon, as far as okay, if he plays well this season, if he has around nine and a half ten sacks, he's getting the extension. If he doesn't play well, he's not getting the extension. And right now, Matthew Judon is heading down the territory of. The Ravens are more are are more and more. It's more and more obvious that the Ravens organization are, are leaning more and more and more towards not bringing him back here next year. Now, again, this is nothing that I've that I've heard. I'm not you know hearing rumors or reading rumor rumor mills or anything like that. This is just me giving my honest opinion. I honestly believe that. The Ravens front office, privately, their 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 decision making as far as a percentage goes, with wanting to bring Matthew Judon back is probably went it probably went from about fifty percent to now it's dropped to like maybe fifteen to ten percent at this point. I honestly don't believe Matthew Judon will be a Raven after this season, and like I said before. Tomorrow night's, I mean, tomorrow afternoon's game against the Tennessee Titans and Thursday night's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers next Thursday night on Thanksgiving will determine that. And also, I want to bring up, uh, bring up this aspect about Matthew Judon as well as far as numbers goes. In the two biggest games that Matthew Judon has played in so far this season, okay, against the Kansas City Chiefs, and against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Matthew Judon has zero sacks, and he got ejected from the Steelers game, albeit that ejection was kind of a bogus judgment call. Not And I'm not one of those fans that's going to say, oh, the refs are out to get the Ravens. I'm not doing that like a lot of. You know, like a lot of Ravens fans seem to do and won't let go of. But still, he has zero sacks in both of those games, and he got ejected in one of those two games. Matthew Judon cannot perform like that. Matthew Judon has to know that at this point in the season, the Ravens need him to come up big in these big game in these big time games against a Tennessee, against the Pittsburgh, against a Kansas City, even against a New England. That game was huge because it was on Sunday Night Football. He didn't show up in that game. So I, so there have been four games this season where Matthew Judon has yet to show up. And 
normally when a big normally when a when a pass rusher who's looking for a big time contract gets that big time contract it's not just because he shows up against average to below average offensive lines who are either young and inexperienced or who are just flat out beat up because of injury they also show up in big games like against the Pittsburgh two times a year or against the Kansas City or against the Tennessee bottom line is this it's just this damn simple with Matthew Judon and this is my 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 I don't want to say bold prediction but this is honestly what I believe will happen if Matthew Judon does not show up to tomorrow afternoon against the Tennessee Titans. I'm telling you, and he does not show up next Thursday night against Pittsburgh. I'm telling you right now, Matthew Judon, Matthew Judon will not be a Raven next year. And what makes this whole thing even even worse, if Judon does not show up tomorrow night, Taylor Lewan is out for the season with the torn ACL, and the Tennessee Titans do not have Roger Saffold, and they're both out for this, and they're. they're Tennessee's best offensive linemen are both out for this game. If Matthew Judon does not show up in that game, where Tennessee does not have their best left tackle and their be- and 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 their and their and their starting left guard, if Judon does not show up in that game tomorrow night, then that will truly that will truly show people and show Ravens fans. And and the Ravens front office that Matthew Judon Matthew Judon is just not meant to be here as a Raven, and he's just not consistent enough to get big money from a franchise who believe who believed in him from the beginning. And it'll be very very alarming going forward because it's um because it's almost like if Judon doesn't show up in this game and next Thursday night, then that'll be an omen for the remainder of the season. And as a matter of fact, going going even further back, Judon not showing up against Kansas City and against Pittsburgh looks looks almost like that's going to be an omen for what the rest of the season is with Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon will be able to show up against teams like Philadelphia and teams like Cleveland and teams like Cincinnati who have blow to, who have, who have young young and inexperienced or beat up offensive lines. He'll be able to show up against those guys all damn day long. That ain't nothing for him. But when you need to show up against a Pittsburgh or when you need to show up against a Kansas City or even a ten or even a Tennessee with a bat with a beat up offensive line, that's when the Ravens, that's when your teammates and the coaches and more importantly the front office needs to see that okay, if we give the okay, we can trust this guy to show up in big moments. Let's give him that big let's give him that that semi-big money, that four-year that four year deal. Let's give him that four- or five-year contract. I'm telling y'all, these two games with Judon will determine that. This, though, These two games will determine his future in Baltimore, and I really, really believe that. Again, I could totally be wrong about this, and Judon could end up getting Eight and a half to seven, seven, seven and a half to eight and a half sacks for the for the for the remaining for the remaining seven seven uh, for the remaining six games of the season. Judon could just go nuts for these last six games of the season, and he could end up and he could end up probably having nine and a half to ten sacks. I could totally be wrong, but until that happens, these these two games with Pittsburgh, like I said before, these two games with Pittsburgh. 
and Tennessee will determine his future in Baltimore. And I believed even before the season started that Matthew Judon was going to get traded. But the way that he's playing right now, that's solidifying that for me more and more with him. But next up, I want to talk about Hollywood Brown. I want to mention something with Hollywood Brown real quick. In my in my honest opinion, I believe Hollywood Brown is a playmaking wide receiver. Last year, as we all know, when he when he was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens, he came into the league not really as healthy as he probably as he wanted to be because in college he suffered a Liz Frank injury. He played with that Liz Frank injury in the college football semi-playoff game against Alabama. So he pretty much he he played with a plate in his foot all last year. But the one game that stood out to me that really does not have me questioning Hollywood pretty much from here on out. And to me, he doesn't need to prove anything to me as far as him coming up in big games. The Ravens just need to get him the damn ball. And they need to come up with creative ways to get him the football. But the one game that stood out to me that really showed me that Hollywood doesn't need to prove anything to anybody as far as coming up big in big games was against the Tennessee Titans, which was probably his best game of the year, of the season last season, where he had seven catches for 126 yards with a plate in his foot. Now, I want to bring up a stat to you guys real quick. Hollywood Brown has played 13 games where he's had four receptions or more in those games. 13 games, okay? Again, 13 games where he's had four receptions or more in those games. In those 13 games where Hollywood Brown has had four receptions or more in those games, the Baltimore Ravens are 11-2 and in those games. Bottom line is this. Get Hollywood the damn ball, please. Get him the ball, but don't just try to get him the ball down the field on 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 streak routes, on vertical routes. Get him the ball on drag routes. Get him the ball on slant routes. Get him the ball on jet sweeps. Get him the get him the ball on jet sweep touch passes. Get him the balls. Get him the ball on screens. Put him in the backfield. Have him have him run RPOs with Lamar Jackson in the backfield. It's not that difficult, man. You don't have to just go one dimensional with Hollywood and get him the ball deep down the field. You can get there. There are other ways for him to get the football. Get him the football. If you get him the football, like I said before, in 13 games that the Ravens have played with Hollywood Brown, where he's had four receptions or more, the Ravens are 11-2. and two. Get him the damn ball. It's not that hard. You, Greg Roman, you can be creative with it. Get creative with it. It ain't that difficult. Next up, I want to talk about why I believe the Ravens' discipline will play a huge factor in whether they will win this win or lose this game tomorrow night. Obviously, now, in the two biggest games of the season with Baltimore, against Kansas City and against Pittsburgh, the Ravens have a combined 15 penalties for 100 and for over 100 yards. Okay, that is not good at all. 15 penalties for a total for a total of a, of 100 and, of 155 yards. I'm going to repeat that one more time, okay? For you guys that that didn't quite hear me. In the two biggest games of the year thus far, 
for the Baltimore Ravens against Kansas City and against Pittsburgh. The Baltimore the Baltimore Ravens have a combined 15 penalties for 155 yards. That will get you beat in any big game that you play in. Now, against the Tennessee Titans in the divisional round playoff game this past January, the Ravens had seven penalties for 56 yards. You're going to lose games like that. Bottom line is, if the Ravens aren't disciplined in this game, they're not going to win. Period. And I and I and I and I put out and I put out a stat to you guys. And um, if you guys didn't 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 uh, didn't catch up to this stat, I'm going to throw this stat out to you guys again, so you guys will will catch up. When the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens have played in. 11 games where they've committed five penalties or more. When the Baltimore Ravens commit five penalties, I'm sorry, uh, um, I'm sorry, the Ravens have played in 10 games where, I'm sorry, 11 games where they've committed five penalties or less in a game. Five penalties or less. 11 games where they've played, where they've committed five penalties or less. In those 11 games where the Ravens have committed five penalties or less, the Baltimore Ravens are 10 and 1 in those games. Bottom line is, if the Ravens don't turn the ball, if the Ravens show, if the Ravens play disciplined football tomorrow afternoon against Tennessee, they will win this game. If they com- if they if they don't commit a bunch of false start penalties or neutral zone infraction penalties or or two or three defensive pass interference penalties, the Ravens will win this game. It's just that damn simple. Period. If the Ravens show how disciplined they truly can be, they will win this game. It is not that difficult. Just stay disciplined. Okay? Just stay disciplined. It is not that hard at all. So, those are, you know, so, bottom line, I'm just throwing that out there, man. The the Ravens need this game. They need this game. The Ravens cannot afford to lose this game. They can't. If they do, their chances of their chances of making the playoffs are very are their chances of making the playoffs if they lose this game are very are are are, are, are more and more bleak or more and more bleak as the season go along goes along. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's gonna be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Obviously, you know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. The 2019 season. Why do I bring that season up? As a Ravens fan, eh, I bring that season up bitterly because it ended in heartbreaking. It ended in shocking disappointment. I'm not going to say heartbreaking disappointment, but shocking disappointment. Because the Baltimore Ravens, as we all know, went 14-2 and that year. Had statistically the greatest rushing attack in the league and in, in, in the history of the National Football League. Pummel the Ravens literally were pummeling opponents, manhandling teams left and right. But then came the playoffs when the Baltimore Ravens went up against the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry was hot going into the second half of this season, going into the latter part of the second half of the season heading into the playoffs Ryan Tannehill was on fire and 
Tennessee, as we all know, knocked off Tom Brady in the in the wild card round, ended the Patriots, ended the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era in New England, then came to Baltimore and just absolutely manhandled and ran over the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens got Ravens. Ravens were so flustered in the first half of that game, being down fourteen nothing, that they got out that they got outside of their game plan. Derrick Henry rushed for one hundred and ninety five yards in this game. And bottom line is the Titans, once they got up on the Ravens, they did not let their foot off the gas. And but I bring a what if scenario to you. This is the most recent what if scenario. What if? Okay, this is just throwing this what just throwing this what if out there. I know, I know it's a painful, painful what if. I know, I know you guys don't want to think about this, but again. Just just think about it for a second. Hold your heartache medicine for a second and just think about where I'm going with this. What if the Baltimore Ravens had defeated the Tennessee Titans? Knocked Tennessee out of the playoffs. Because remember, in my opinion, and I, and I know probably in a lot of football fans' opinions, Tennessee caught lightning in a bottle last year. They, they did. It's just that simple. They caught lightning in a bottle. But let's just say, for hypothetical purposes, the Ravens win this game against Tennessee back in January, and they host the first ever AFC title game in Baltimore for the Baltimore in, in for the the Ravens host their first ever AFC championship game in franchise history. If the Ravens would have done that, the Ravens would have been playing the Kansas City Chiefs here at home in Baltimore. What if that would have happened? Do the Ravens actually win that game? How would the Baltimore Ravens have matched up against Kansas City in that game? Now, as we all know, earlier on in that season, last season, Kansas City just absolutely manhandled the Ravens and just and just blew their doors off. And the only reason why the Ravens were still even competitive in that game, even after the even after the third quarter, was because of Lamar Jackson. But I say all of that to say, what if, like I said before, what if the Ravens would have knocked off Tennessee? What if Greg Roman would have stuck with his game plan and the Ravens coaching staff and the Ravens hadn't panicked in general? And the Ravens would have held on and the Ravens would have somehow found a way to win this game and host the AFC Championship game. With the Ravens hosting their first ever AFC Championship game, would they have beaten Kansas City here in Baltimore? I know that would have been a risky, risky chance to take because Kansas City has a lot of firepower. But then, it, but come on now. It's against the Ravens in Baltimore, first ever AFC Championship game. And I honestly believe that if the Ravens would have won this game against Tennessee, I think the Ravens would have had a very, very good chance to win it to win that AFC Championship game against Kansas City. And if the and if the Ravens obviously would have beaten the would have beaten the Chiefs in that AFC title game, they would have went on to to play the San Francisco 49ers again, but this time in the Super Bowl. But and again, you never know. That's why it's what if, ladies and gentlemen. You never, ever know. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast, Baltimore Ravens edition. 
talking about the Tennessee Titans in this upcoming game. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jared Dawkins. I'm out. Peace.